Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Seasonal Tokens Podcast, where Polar interviews people so you can do more investing and less gambling. Hello, everyone. It is Polar here, the CMO of Seasonal Tokens. Welcome on another episode of the Seasonal Tokens Podcast. And today, for the first time, we have two guests at the same time. We have Christian and Wiz with us. And in this episode, we talk with them a lot about cybersecurity, trust, and how all this connects to building projects and crypto investing. So enjoy. Thank you very much for accepting my invitation, Christian and Luis, and welcome again on the show. Thank you so much, Paul, Paul for having us here. Yeah, thank you for having us here today. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Um, I hope that you are ready to provide a lot of value, James, to our listeners. So let's start with the first basic question, which I ask all of my guests, which is like, can you introduce yourself and your background with a few words? Yeah, sure. So I'm Christian Figueroa Rivera. Um, my background is in cybersecurity engineering. Um, I've been in the field for over 10 years, uh, developing methodologies to protect systems uh, on the federal government and also in the private industry. And recently, I've been involved in uh, designing uh, problems and solutions for uh, the crypto market. Please. My background is... Um... GIS engineer for the state government, um, also heavily investing in, in, in cryptocurrency um, for seven years already, being in the ups and downs, looking, you know, new press coming in and going out. And basically, it has been a, a great journey so far. Okay, so uh, because you are both here, so probably uh, it it would be interesting to our listeners to find out how you have actually met each other. Yeah. So um, it's, it's crazy. We, we met each other since we were kids. Uh, we are both from Puerto Rico. Um, so uh, I would let Christian go from there. Down the street, uh, geek geek uh, boys where, you know, we were, were always gaming and, and doing online gaming back in the day. Or be prior, even prior to that, and uh, that we kind of got together uh, and, and built that relationship uh, from uh, being gamers into uh, now, hey, you know, let's, let's start a business. Um, we see a lot of issues that we're encountering when we trade together, and uh, and our friendship just has been growing uh, stronger since then. That, that's really nice, uh, but I'm sure that you realize that. Um... Friendship with a partnership hides a lot of risks. I, I have lost uh, some friends here and there because of that. So I hope that uh, you will take the, the needed precautions and this will not happen with, with you guys. Yeah, you know, it's, it's like a marriage. If you want to look at it that way, I, I married my best friend, I guess. <laughs> I build a, a business and, you know, we, we bought our heads uh all the time um and you know there, there there are great conversational points where you know sometimes who is this right 
and and some of the decisions and sometimes i'm right and a lot of times we're wrong and at the end of the day i think for for a business to succeed is that you're, you're able to fit, pivot right and uh, figure out the way you know all right my partner was right or my partner is wrong or maybe we're both right so how, how do we move forward but uh, i'll tell you you know there's a lot of challenges out there that we faced uh this last two years that we built this business and um or the business we're on and uh you know uh, we can really see why a lot of these marriages fail, <laughs> for sure. Totally agree there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so uh, uh, maybe I'll just mention the, the statistics about the United States that more than 50% of the marriages end. end. So uh, please keep, keep this in mind. I believe that the statistics are even worse now. But yeah, but... You know, it's it's great to to have a very close person to you. You know that you can trust him, and um, he's not going to uh, scam the project and rug pull the project. This is very important these days, especially in crypto. I'm sure that you realize that. So it's a it's a great first step, I would say, to to have a, a business like that. But you you said that um, you you have been friends for for many years, but uh, you have been dealing with cybersecurity which has been in uh, crypto investing, but I suppose both of you, uh, especially with you have some background in the, the Web2 world, like cybersecurity for, yeah. for Christians. So what has actually made you to, to somehow add Web3 to, to your career? You know, we, we all encounter a lot of uh, walls when we're sitting here and sifting through information on there, especially on, on Web3, especially in the crypto market, um, we rely on the information, the data that's out there. Um, and what that means is that uh, uh, we're using any information that's out there that it's going to be high risk, right? And not trustworthy. You, you don't have a way to measure trust. So how do, in, in terms of security, how do we you know, figure out a way to securely um, um uh determine who to trust from their own out right um you know my my background cybersecurity has always been to kind of drive in and protect data the integrity of that data um and in this market right now there's so many rock pools right and people just erase profiles bring them up uh, right how do you protect that sort of integrity from going forward from there because we we all rely on that information we all rely on that historical information to make a decision. And uh, in terms of cybersecurity, protecting integrity is really big. It's really big in, in the entire uh, in the entire scope of any type of cybersecurity fr framework. Okay. Okay. So what 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 was the the main reason was for you to join the Web three world? Space, uh, except of course uh, the the nice crypto investing opportunities out there. So um, I'm really all about technology and going forward with new things, uh, especially now we're doing AI, but blockchain was not even heard back then that much. Even though it's in the, it was in the market for a long time already, people were working on it, but it wasn't public besides Bitcoin and Ethereum. But Today, we have so many projects going on, AI, NFTs, 
you name it, and it keeps evolving each day. It, it's just amazing what you can do there. It's not just about the money. I mean, the money is good. It helps to, you know, it helps everyone. But what you can, when you can be part of a project that will change the future, that's when you feel the best out of your, it, it, it flourishes your feelings. I mean, being part, being there, and obviously, getting that reward afterwards is yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, crypto space and Web three space very connected, and they allow people to to solve a lot of issues that the, the current real world has. But um, still, we know that there is some development needed in order to solve some of the biggest issues, and uh, a lot of people are impatient, and the government is is not very patient too. So um, I'm sure, Christian, that you know better than me about that. But uh, you mentioned um, um, a thing that is very, very popular in, in um, crypto, which is uh, rug pulls and things like that. So what are the other cybersecurity issues that you see currently in, in the crypto world? Yeah, I think uh, another, of the, uh, another of the issues that we see are how uh, API are, APIs are protected, um, how those on-chain and off-chain transactions, cross-chain transactions are protected, right? Um, they're highly vulnerable. Blockchains are highly highly vulnerable. Um, and you, you really can disturb a, a, the entirety of a project or the, rep the, the uh, reputation of a project um, to really uh, you know, bring things down uh, quickly. Uh, if we, as we all know, a hack um, or uh, a collapse of exchange will will move the market, right? It'll make it capitulate easily, um, and that's really right now. The market's just really driven on that type of trust. Can we really trust this utility or, or this project or this Web three initiative, right? If it's not properly secured. You know, but the one true reality is that they, there are ways to reduce it, reduce the risk as much as you can. And, you know, there, there's always going to be a, a, a vulnerable point of failure, right? But there, there, there are always methodologies. And it just really depends on which ones are going to be applied and how strict they are. Okay. Um... You mentioned that actually there is a, wo a way to resolve some of the most common issues. Uh, can you try to explain how this is possible if you can do it, but with the simple terms? Because I suppose that if you go with the uh, cybersecurity terms, uh, you will lose me and all of the uh, the listeners. <laughs> sure. No. Yeah. Absolutely. So, um, if you know, just put it in the terms, um, we 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 can. Re do better code reviews. So uh, all of the designs, uh, all of the integrations that are placed in putting a blockchain together, for example, and the nodes that are externally or the devices that are externally communicating to that blockchain, right? We, we can do better by ensuring that they are most up-to-date. That's, that's one of the greatest things that you can do. I, to ensure that they're up, they, you know, it does involve with patching, but just like patching your own computer, it does involve in taking a look 
at the coding of your transactions. So um, each transaction does go through a contract, right? Um, for, for example, in a lot of uh, scenarios. And, you know, they, there has to be a way, there has to be, if you have your own project, right? You want to make sure that you do a lot of uh, penetration testing. So what that means is that you, you want to hire people, you want your own team to try and exploit your own contract, your own uh, process. And, and if, if you're, you are as aware as possible in trying to exploit it as much as you can, you're, you're going to always find something that you can improve on there. Um, and uh, I think that, you know, that's uh, one of the ways that a lot of, uh, a lot of these risks can be reduced uh, to ensure that you know, we do have a lot more uh, consistency in the security in the market, in, in the market right now. Yeah, but uh, I suppose uh, most of the projects don't, don't do this. Uh, I don't know what are your observations about, about that, but I, I have a feeling that they're missing this part. Yeah, because it, a lot of ways, uh, in a lot of occasions, um, they, they launch a project and protocol and it's, it's, they're not highly flexible, right? In, in terms of uh, upgrades. I mean, they, they, you know, if, how, how long did, uh, did the Ethereum merge take, right? It took quite a, quite a big, bit of time, right? And a lot of times it's, it's, it's when you're building something and it's not scalable, right? You think that you have this great idea, right? But you don't build it scalable or uh, flexible enough that you can uh, pivot uh, on a way that uh, it, 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 it can achieve uh, changes and movements that are, that are required. You know, you're going to encounter something like that. They're going to encounter these swaps, right? Oh, now we got to do a swap because we had to fix X number of things, right? Um, and you have to start over again. And a lot of projects are not going to, they're like, no, we're not, we're not trying to be like those guys. <laughs> but the really, if you don't do that, um, you know, you're, you're not, you, you, you know, you're not putting your best effort. That's the first thing out there. Um, and the second thing is you're not admitting that there, you have a high risk out there and, or you're just accepting it. And it's, there's, it, 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 if you're popular enough, something inevitable is going to occur. And that's where we're, you know, we're countering these uh, exploits. Yeah, it, it, it makes total sense. So um, what do you think about the, um, the thought that if a contract is upgradable, then there are far more risks than if it is not upgradable. I think that's great, especially I think there's, there, there are far less risks and you can add different variables to that, right? Because, you know, a lot of people think, hey, you know, we want this one contract and we don't want it to change um, just to ensure that, you know, it's, it's fully decentralized, right? You, you can't change it. What if you had uh, uh, your community vote for it? You're, you still get that web three aspect. You still get some decentralability. Your community, you, you know, you're you're being involved in a community, right? And 
And if you decided to join that community and that community does want to operate that contract, then there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, that, that that's the whole point of what uh, everyone's trying to achieve on these different projects with uh, the centralization and community involvement. It's, you know, we have to be uh, highly flexible to what others also want. And I think that that being, having an operable contract does reduce the risk substantially. Okay, yeah, because, you know, a lot of people are saying that if a contract is uh, upgrade, upgradable, you just has to you just have to miss like pass this project because there is a higher chance of um, rug pulling or something like that because they can easily change the the code to no withdrawals and um, your your funds are are blocked so you're out of the game uh, but do you think that um, uh, if for example we have a non upgradable contract with an audit, do you think that actually this should be more than enough for people to go to the next stage of deciding if they should invest in a project or not, or they should continue doing some sort of research about, um, let's say, uh, trying to find for loopholes in, in the contract or trying to find some issues with the team members or, or something like that? I think there's going to be uh, a, a projects that have contracts that you're going to sit back and say, hey, I mean, I don't see this being operated in the future. This, this is simple, uh, simple, straight enough that, uh, you know, there's there's the, the risk is just a given. You have to accept it and how you're going to be able. So there, there are going to be really simple uh, contracts out there that something happens. It's, it was just this little project and then work out or, hey, you know, because everything has a risk. Even if you have an upgradable contract and you didn't upgrade it in time, <laughs> then it, it, you know, you, someone caught you. Uh, or even if you upgrade it, you're going to have to upgrade it again in the future. Sometimes there's always going to be a risk out there. So, okay, you, you do have a really solid contract and simple enough that the, the risk is measurable that, it, you know, if it does occur, this are, you know, you have 1% chance that, Maybe something bad will happen. You can you can go with that. There, there there are great projects that don't really need it, right? Um, but if there is a really large project that does have a span a spans where hey this this may go for twenty years, right? Then I mean I highly recommend it. From from a retail perspective, uh, a fixed contract and and this is just my experience. It's not an advice. But I have seen um, many slow rock pools. That's the new thing. You know, the rock pools were just go up and it goes down in, in seconds. The slow rock pools are, you know, these people with pre-assigned coins and they got a fixed contract and everyone starts going in as a, you know, it's a fixed contract. It should be secure. Um, everyone is safe here. But with these people, having these pre-assigned coins they start milking that liquidity slowly giving the you know the time to the retail investor to go in to put in more uh liquidity on so they can make it even more so it's is <clears throat> whenever you you are um researching and and i always say this do your own research before 
anything. It doesn't matter if the contract is secure, if the if the liquidity is locked. It doesn't matter because there are ways that these people can do what they want with their contract. So you you need to pay attention to the to the cybersecurity aspect because that's you know that's the main thing. That's is the math, the contract, but also you need to pay attention to a team. You need to pay attention to their project, to their goal. Are they communicative enough? They have the social media up. Are they are, you know, transmitting that info to their community? There's so much. Uh, there's so much behind um, a project, and as you know, as a safety net, as you would call it, um, to make a decision. Um, so that's, that's my opinion is, it's not a matter of, uh, if a greater or not, you should always do your own research and make the risk less because there's always, like Christian said, there's always risk, but you, you're trying to minimize that risk at the time of putting your investment on. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, th there isn't an investment without a risk. Uh, I don't know what people believe in, but it doesn't exist so far. Uh, even bonds are somehow. So, um, but that's an another another topic. But before we move and talk more about research and crypto investing, um, I want to close this um, discussion about cybersecurity with one last question, because I suppose uh, a good amount of our listeners won't be builders in the in the web3 space they will be more like with more like uh, an investment players in this game so crypto security cyber security sorry is is very very important for them so what are your top suggestions uh tips and let's say tricks for people that are going to join the crypto investing game so they can have the the highest possible cyber security. I would say, uh, let me start with two, and then I'll give the rest to Luis. Have other people do code reviews. Just share your code out there, right? Uh, you know, if you need to do an NDA, go ahead and do it. Uh, or you need to do some IP protection document, go ahead and do it. But do share your code reviews. I mean, um, no idea is going to be um, uh, too protected out there. Someone can come up with something similar to your product in a stay over. So you just you have, to, you have to make sure that you're faster, better, and uh, more cost effective than the other projects, right? And bring something to the table. So it's okay to share your code, right? Do code reviews. Someone's going to always find something. So that's the first thing I would say. Share your code reviews. The other thing is. Um, if, if, if you can run automated tools, um, use them, use them to uh, penetrate, to do some penetration testing onto your projects, right? So what I mean by that is, uh, uh, you use tools that try to exploit your project, your codes, your contracts, use them because they're, they're out there. Um, and, uh, there are a lot of free ones. And there, if, if you are maybe building a blockchain, maybe something more uh, a public like uh, Google Cloud or AWS, there are a lot of tools that you can use uh, from uh, within uh, their panels to test uh, any blockchain that you build in that space. 
So um, try and do that. Um, uh, Luis. And also research, again, to the basics. Look other projects and where they have failed and just learn from that and fix it from the beginning. Don't let anything that in the past has happened that you can fix before putting it out there. Just research and make your code um, and your project safer than the previous projects. Okay, perfect. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think it's important for people to um, not make the mistakes that others have, have done because it's obviously stupid. But uh, we humans are used to do that. Uh, we love repeating other people's mistakes. But um, I suppose it's part of the learning curve. So let's cl close this uh, topic of cybersecurity because I suppose uh, some of um, our listeners are not, not very keen in learning more about that, but they are here to learn more about crypto investing, of course. But cybersecurity is also very important. I think that before someone decides if he or she should invest in a project, he or she should definitely check what what are the cybersecurity measures that the project is taking before they finally decide if they should pull the trigger or, or not. But um, this should be probably one of the first things that they are going to check when they are researching a pro project. So, uh, so uh, Christian or Wiz, um, you can answer one of you or both of you. You can answer me this question, which is related to the struggle that people have uh, in, in crypto investing. So what, what do you think are the most common things that people struggle with when we talk about crypto investing? So, <clears throat> again, my favorite word for today is research <laughs> but it's, it's it's a common battle every day because you gotta go to so many platforms to do your research you gotta go into the internet you you will use twitter reddit youtube i mean it's crazy people can get overwhelmed and and people without uh the proper experience uh could find hard what info to trust i would say that's one of the biggest challenge today out there in the market and and you know and i agree i mean one one of the things that brought me and luis together and investing and working on our own project right is trying to figure out what what trustworthy information was especially on like a point of interest um you know we we were challenged at many times that hey you know is this maybe a good entry point uh, for this project for us to get involved or is it a good access point exit point because maybe this project is not going to work right and we would search we'll, we'll spend so much time so much time doing research and you know there are people out there that want to get involved uh, and they just don't have that time it's, it's not that they they don't care about the initiatives that uh, Web3 brings up there, right? Um, but it's that um, they they take a glance and and they think, okay, you know, I need to put three months into this before I can even get a grasp of uh, I'm joining something, right? And I think that's the biggest challenge: is being able to sit through everything. Yeah. Uh... 
you're absolutely right. Uh, I think that it's it's getting more and more difficult these days to to first find the appropriate information and then to actually figure out if this information is real. There is a lot of fake information first and second a lot of paid information out there and and only a small part of real information. So you have uh, 66% of uh, fake and paid information against the real. So it, it's very hard to uh, figure out what, what, what is the real information. So you can make the, the, the final decision based on real facts, not on uh, some, some paid words or some uh, misleading fake news. So how how do you plan to actually battle all this? Okay, can you repeat the question again, Polar? Yes. Yeah. Sorry. So, like I said, there is a lot of fake information and paid information, and a small amount of real information. And you said that you're somehow trying with your company to fight this and to help people to uh, get informed better. So my question is how actually you are planning to fight this fake and paid information so only the real can get to, to the people? I think the, the best way uh, is to integrate communities um, into a, a way that each time content is created is also rated in terms of performance, market movement, and sentiment. Um, if uh, every little content that you put out there, I mean, I, you, you can look back um, at, uh, uh, I think it was October 5th. There was a guy on Twitter uh, with a thread of 20 tweets, um, and he's a, an active poster in uh, Cointelegraph, um, where he was predicting predicting what was going to happen for FTX. So um, if, if you knew a way to put the performance rating to whatever he's putting out there, right? Maybe maybe he did the same for Terra Luna, right? You could look back and say, wow, he was right for Terra, Terra Luna. Um, maybe something sketchy is going on with FTX. Maybe I should take take uh, my uh, currency out of there because if if something happens, I'm not going to let me uh, catch it out, right? Uh, or move it somewhere else so I can, you know, maybe spread it out into other products. So, um, creating a community or integrated community where you can, every time that you create content, you're going to always tie it to a digital asset, that sentiment, a movement in market. And then you, you, you create enough integrity for that post that you can't go back and delete it. Right. That's the, that's the protection of the integrity of the cybersecurity part aspect of it. You can't go back to delete it. Right. So you're always going to have this record where you're either right or wrong. Right. And then you can determine, gee, for, for this one guy, every time he talks about exchanges, I'm, I'm going to trust him. You can, you can do a little, uh, uh, you can do better with your research. You can resolve an aspect of trust in the market and then reduce risk. Um, and that's how we're uh, doing it with our project crypto chat is everything that's posted and created out there is, is its own virtual space um, that is that has integrity to, towards the, uh, the user that posted and, and there's an automated uh, 
a sentiment market movement and attraction that's uh, for the lifetime of that user and the content itself. Yeah, uh, I think uh, deleting tweets is uh, a mass event mm -hmm. and uh, it, it's happening all the time, especially with the paid information. And when uh, a project rug pulls or becomes a, a scam, these guys, they delete their tweets almost instantly. So you can't blame them, for example, for, for misleading people. And um, in the end, it's, of course, always your responsibility to, to decide if they are paid or, or not. But um, I think it's um, definitely good to, to have a place where you can track um, what the performance of, of the post to, uh, of those people that are trying to make predictions, actually, because not all of uh, people that are in crypto space are, are trying to, to predict the future, but a good amount of them are actually getting their popularity because of uh, making some uh, assumptions about the past or about the future. And uh, sometimes they can be really, really mis misleading. And I have seen many tweets actually from people that have lost a good amount of money because they have blindly trusted these people. Because, for example, once in the past, they have been very, very right, let's say this way, which has led to 1000x, for example. And this has made people believe that all the posts after that will be that correct. But who knows, maybe he had the insider information during these days and he doesn't have it anymore. So you shouldn't trust this person. But if you don't have the record, the full record, like scrolling through uh, 10,000 tweets, it's impossible. Like who has the time for that, right? No, like, not, no one has the time for it, right? And and people, like we, we, we mentioned, people want to join the market, right? People are curious, right? But then they see something like that. And if, if you don't at least create an entry point for them, uh, which is a big thing for other projects because they, they do want more people involved to, to make them grow even further, right? But if there's no entry point to create a little bit more trust, then you're, everyone's just going to turn back. Um, so if, if there, there could be some sort of uh, performance and traction out there that, that uh, no one can just take away, right? Then it's just going to be an overall improvement into the market. Yeah, uh, I think that this is something that we all need, especially if we are making uh, decisions based on what others are saying uh, on Twitter or even Discord, for example. So the thing is that, uh, like we just mentioned, um, even with that, there are still a lot of risks of losing your funds for one reason or, or another. So why actually do you think people should even consider starting their crypto investing journey so um it's not that everyone should start because not everyone can be a carpenter not a developer not everyone can be an investor but definitely uh the technology is providing a easier, more comprehensive way 
of doing. Also, with this uh, trust behind the info, we'll make it likely more safe. I would say less risky because there's always risk. But think about this. A few years ago, cell phone was Nokia, a brick. Now we got foldable phones. I mean, if you don't swing with the technology, you will stay behind. So this is the same. Eventually, I don't know how many years, the, the financial system is going to migrate to digital because no one uses cash anymore. Pretty low, uh, the amount of cash circulating, because we're migrating to a more digital space in every aspect. It, it could be financial, it could be you know, uh, we don't type anything besides in our laptops, computers, or whatever device is a progression. So you should know about it, get the info about it. I don't know if investing for you. But certainly with all these new tools, our approach also, there's going to be more informed decisions out there with the pass of time. So in other words, it's going to be easier for the retail. And, and one big web three thing that uh, you can kind of open your mind and look at it this way is that you are given a impact to the data you're creating, you're owning responsibility of that data you're putting out there, right? Each single post that you put out there, the web three aspect of it is that you're, you're going to own it, but you also have to be responsible for it. Right. And that's another way that we can look at web three on this project is being responsible for what you put out there. Right. So, okay. You, you got 50 posts talking about a project and there may be 95% right of the time. I mean, you know, you, you, you might be being responsible right there, right? You're, you're creating impact to that community and to that uh, project. Um, and if you're wrong, then people are going to know if you're 80% wrong, people are going to know they're not going to listen to you. And, uh, after all, if we, if, Create that content that's you're owning that you're owning that responsibility and that's going to be really big for everyone that comes in and joins in through let's say this process or this platform per se right uh and to into learning the market you you will have that a better confidence where people are going to be responsible to whatever they put out there on on the community yeah uh Responsibility is also a word that is missing a lot in the crypto space. Responsibility from the developers, responsibility from the influencers, responsibility from the investors. So responsibility is missing and I think it's also missing in the real world. So crypto is just not different than the, the real world. People forget this many, many times. But um, crypto is just... Uh, let's say, like we just said, some sort of an upgrade of the real world. It's not a new world, it's just an upgrade of the, of the current one. And we 
definitely need to be more responsible, uh, more ready to spend time researching before, uh, before making a decision, which means also more thinking. And we don't love thinking. We prefer doing actions. That's the thing. So let's say that um, uh, a person wants to start his or her crypto investing career. What do you think or how actually do you think a person can do more investing rather than gambling in crypto? So <clears throat> tell you a little bit more of the background where I come from. I started doing for for coming to crypto like years before. So one of the key things if you want to invest, even though the research is, is, is important, the cybersecurity aspect is, is key, you need to know how to read charts, at least in, on a basic level, because everything is read, is read in charts whenever you're investing. So that's a key thing. Um, how to set an entry point, how to uh, create stop loss, um, it's kind of a mathematical way, but it's one of the key things if, if you want to um, invest. Because you could have the perfect research. They could have the, the, the perfect cybersecurity. But if you see uh, a trend, for example, in a chart, and you uh, analyze it and you see it's going to change, that's knowledge you will need to make a decision of going out to take profit if you don't do that on time you'll be losing profit or even going to a loss um so another key thing on, on investing is just you don't need to get super technical with this it's just learn the basics no it's it's how uh, when you start reading, you need to learn how to read to understand the information in the book. It's pretty much the same. It's the same analogy. How to read charts is a key thing so you can see what information is right there besides the good thing that could be behind it, the, the cybersecurity aspect. Um, it's, it's a mix of information to make that good decision at the end. Christian, do you want to add something to that? I think that Luis covered it pretty well. Reading charts is going to be really a key um, in, uh, in, in, in coming in into the market and investing uh, seriously, right? Especially if you're, you got X amount of money that you're going to put down the line. I mean, you know, and you also, another thing that I really like to add to anyone that's going to come in you have to, uh, anything that you're going to uh, invest on, say it's $1,000, $10,000, you have to be ready to lose it too. You have to come in with a mindset that um, you could lose all of that money, right? Um, so you have to be ready. You have to have a ready mindset um, besides the, knowing the basis. You have to be ready to accept the loss, right? And then also learn from it good piece of advice i would say tying to christian um, argument um, if you're a new investor use the money that you don't need you can spare like 
if you want to spend 100 bucks on a meal, whatever, that's something that is gone. So that's money that you don't need. So that's the kind of money you need to start investing with. The, the money that you don't need. Don't start doing loans. Don't take out from your, you know, uh, uh, saving account. Don't do none of that. Just put money that you can spare and say, hey, this money is gone. You know why? Because you will leave your feelings out. And that's one of the main reasons because people lose money. Feelings involves in trading. So just as advice, use money that you don't need at the moment. Perfect. Yeah, you have uh, said it um, absolutely right. Emotional investing is uh, a very bad thing. That's for sure. Uh, selling your house and using the money to buy Bitcoin is definitely not a, a great idea. Even though um, I have seen a good amount of uh, Twitter uh, influencers saying that they're going to do something like that and they're ready to, to sleep on the streets, but I haven't seen even one of them doing that. So uh, definitely uh, you should uh, think more, like I said, before doing stupid things like, like that and be ready to lose all that you're going to put in crypto or just forget about it. Maybe one day we will wake up and you will be a millionaire like uh, one of the Dogecoin millionaires, but uh, <laughs> the, the chance for that is not very big. So it's better to, to be prepared to lose everything. So guys, um, it was an amazing pleasure to have you here. So thank you very much again for joining this call. Thank you for having us, Paul. Thank you for having us, Paul. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Perfect, perfect. So thank you very much to all of our listeners. I hope that you enjoyed the episode. If you do, subscribe, share with your friends. And I am um, Paul, the CMO of Seasonal Tokens, and I'll talk to you on the next episode. Bye.